there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chrissy. <laughs> Remember the television show, The Magic School Bus? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Buckle in, because today we're going to ride the Magic School Bus. We're going to go on a wild ride through my brain today. Through your brain? <laughs> through my brain. Oh, Lord. My brain. Okay. Yep. Am I wearing, am I dressed okay? Yeah, I think so. This I think is, is going to work for your brain today? It's going to okay. be great. But first, we're going to have a quick moment of housekeeping. Okay. Because next week, we get our first guest on this show. Right? I'm her excited. name is Cameron Ulrich. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for her to be here. Uh, she is a bee lady. She keeps bees. And uh, I saw her do a presentation about a month ago on mm-hmm. beekeeping. But I was really listening to her passion and her backstory. And the people in the room were just so into her. And they yeah. loved her so much. And I just walked right up to her. And I was like, hey, I, I need your phone number so yeah. you can come be on this podcast. Right? So it was pretty great. Very. Is she excited? I think she's excited. Cool. Yeah, so we've been kind of. It's know. our first guest. We I should know. have some type of hospitality thing mm-hmm. that we do to oh. welcome her. Okay. That sounds good. Well, I don't know what it'll be. We have we'll a week to think out. of it. We'll yeah. figure it out. And we're going to put things up on our social media about her throughout this week. So you guys can start to get to know her before she gets in the studio. Yeah. Well, we're going to ride the magic school bus today. Uh, another example, we're keeping it real for the parents today. Have you read If You Give a Mouse Cookie? <laughs> yeah. That's what we're going to do today. It's kind of one thing leads to another, leads to another, and then we're going to wind up with a big mess, and then we're going to end up right back where we started. Okay. All right. So like a typical day. Right. <laughs> okay. So here we go. <laughs> On the last show, you talked about Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. In mm-hmm. his role as the voice of the universe for right. you. Okay. Yes. And on the first show that we mentioned, the universe. We're not always going to talk about the universe, but today, just a little bit again. Right. Um, we talked about how hard it is to actually listen to and follow that voice. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about that sometimes other voices come into play as well. Right. And that those are the voices that make following Sammy and his advice harder <laughs> because those are the voices of self-doubt. Right. And those are the voices of fear. Right. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between Sammy's voice Mm -hmm. and those fear voices because those fear voices can hide as the rational voice. Right. That's true. Mm -hmm. They try to they try to convince you that they're speaking from experience. Right. They come in and they say, hey, dreamer. Right. Let me get real. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the angel and the devil on your shoulder situation. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's not clear which one is the angel? And as I started to think about this, it made me think about a book okay. um, by Paolo Coelho, um, which will be in the show notes because okay. I'm probably not saying it great. <laughs> and, you know, It'll be in the show notes. It's called The Pilgrimage. Okay. book's a little weird, uh, but it gets you thinking about self-improvement. Okay. It's about walking the Camino. Oh. It's also about a bunch of really weird stuff like finding a sword and taming dogs with your brain and shit. Um, But but the part I was thinking about is when he talks about learning to distinguish the helpful voices from the ones that are there to cause problems. Okay. And he kind of puts it into like developing them into different personas, like hearing a different voice, which made me laugh as I thought about this this week. Like you have Samuel L. Jackson – 
Who's that naggy, nasty one who comes in and tells you 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 are no good? You know, I know exactly who mine is. Who is it? It's Jillian Michaels. Jillian Michaels. When you said that, her face came into my brain. <laughs> like she's the one who's like, get real, blah blah blah. Even though I know that she thinks that she's being like, okay, if I, if I take away the the my brain part of it, and I'm just thinking about her, I know that her thing is tough love and like. I think she does want people to succeed, but her approach is in that tough way. Mm-hmm. But in my brain, when there's a voice that is egging me on to to give up, it's that kind of a voice. It's that kind of a sarcastic, biting voice like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have been doubting my universe voice lately. I have been thinking... How dare I have the audacity to march toward the seemingly impossible? I have been thinking, do you have the skills for this? Do you have the faith for this? And I started to realize that the reason I'm balking at my universe voice is because of the fear and self-doubt voices. The universe told me that this was going to be a year that was going to test me. We talked about that. Yes, Yet I am surprised when she does. (laughs) I know this is a year of hard work and I I, got to stay the course this year and I got to not quit. And truly, that sucks for someone who's gotten pretty used to Easy Street. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. I can see where you're coming from. And dreaming big and going after that kind of stuff is super humbling and it's super frightening And I want people out there to know that Heather and I walk into this show and we're like, this show is going to be great and we're going to be great and everything's going to be great. But we're still frightened just like everybody else. We still have those voices just like everybody else. Sure. And it's worth noting that they are there. Yeah. And I think that that's part of why we celebrate every little victory because it seems like we think success is guaranteed, but we know it's not. And that's a that's a driver for me. That's true. You know, we've talked about the law of attraction and the process of believing 150% in your dreams coming true and and everything. But the reality is that we have to consider what percentage of success is not what we expected. And it might not happen exactly the way that we planned it out. Doesn't mean that it's bad. Right. A friend of mine said yesterday that she doesn't want to seem boastful, that she celebrates the little things. Mm -hmm. And I told her, seeing someone celebrate little things because they know about the hard things, because they recognize those things and they know there's more more hard things ahead, so Uh they're celebrating this little moment that's not so hard, is pretty cool. And, you know... We talk a lot about everything works out in the end, but that doesn't mean that doubt doesn't sit there for us. It doesn't mean that we aren't afraid. Oh, for sure. Just power through it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, what was something, or if you're brave, if you're not afraid, what (laughs) is something that scares you right now? Oh, my gosh. You know, well, it's interesting that you ask me that question today because this morning I was looking at some quotes by Kobe Bryant. Of course, you were looking at quotes, number one. And yeah, Kobe <laughs> well, Bryant. I didn't go seeking them out. They were on Facebook. I was R. just R. kind of Kobe. going through fi- Facebook. And, um, you know, people are posting about Kobe Bryant. And um, 
one of the things that, in fact, I posted it on my um, fan page, um, is about the fear, about fear. And I, I can't, I'm going to mess it up. But what he basically said was, um, you know, if you're not afraid to fail, you probably are going to fail. And I think that, right. yeah, and I don't think that being fearless and being, you know, having the tenacity to go forward with fear, mm-hmm. I think does not necessarily mean that you don't have fear. It just means that you harness the energy of it. And so I know that if I had to think about something that scares me now, well, I mean, to be completely honest, the thing that is always an undercurrent of fear for me is that my children or my husband are going to die early, mm-hmm. earlier than I think is right. Mm-hmm. And that is a terrible fear of mine that cripples me, you know, and it definitely, you know, times when, um, you know, like somebody's not home when I think they're expected to be home or, you know, I if somebody's traveling, that fear really can kind of just take over me. Mm-hmm. And keep me, kind of paralyze me from being able to be functional. I mean, there are things that I used to be really afraid of that I've overcome. Yeah. We've talked about some of them, but like, we haven't talked a lot about my weight loss journey. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I was sitting at a weight that was 100 pounds above what I sit here at today, I never thought that I was going to be healthy that I was going to be thin you know I didn't I was very afraid of getting out of a marriage that was friendly but there was no intimacy and there was no connection and I was really afraid of how to go be on my own like those Mm -hmm. were terrifying things yeah and you know we've talked before about traveling with the kids and traveling alone and you know all those kind of things and now those things all of those things really are easy-ish for me. Mm-hmm. And perhaps people may think that I am brave. Oh, I think that you're brave. But I'm here to tell you that I still have that doubt voice and it's a super sneaky one. <laughs> now I find myself wondering, can I create business success again? Do I have those skills? Was all the success that I have of this beautiful company I built, was it all a fluke? Mm-hmm. I wonder... Well, people not like me on this show, which is also who I really am. So if you don't like me on this show, you just don't like me. <laughs> and do people think it's kooky? The show's kooky. Or do they think I'm kooky? And I super don't like to be thought of as kooky. I don't like that. Really? I don't. Well, people judge the crazy conversation we're about to spit into because we're going to get off the fear wagon here in a second and talk about a bunch of crazy stuff. Okay. And I probably have no authority to speak on any of the stuff that we're going to speak on. So am I just showing off my ignorance every time I open my damn mouth? And that's a big fear for me. A big fear for me is not being in the know. I have to work every day, to be honest, to not feel embarrassed by saying, oh, no, I haven't read that, or oh, I never heard of it, or I don't know. I I hate that. I hate to not seem like the one who knows what's up. Can I share something? Sure. Okay, a few things. First of all, I am really glad to know that you are afraid of those things because I always under operate under the assumption that 
everybody else knows what's going on. And I'm the only one who is like um, trying to keep up, I guess. Yeah. And so I can empathize with that. I understand how that feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't relate to not liking, not. To, I can't relate to being afraid to feel kooky. I fully embrace my kookiness. Uh, not kooky like that. Like more like nonsensical or. Well, I do get worried about mm-hmm. that. When mm-hmm. I, sometimes when I am talking in front of a group about something that I'm really passionate about, mm-hmm. um, I sit down like and I think, what did I even say? Right. And people say, oh yeah, that was great. It's like, I don't even know the words that I said. Right. I just went into some type of like speaking in tongues. And I wonder if, even on this show, I wonder if I'm making sense. Sometimes I leave here and I don't know what we talked about. I know. <laughs> and then the show comes on. I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Me too. I'm like, oh. And then I'll start thinking, did I say this thing that would be really good to say? And then I'll say it. And I'm like, oh, apparently my yeah. brain still follows the same pattern. You know. Um, I want to know from the people who are listening. I want to know from you at home. Well, I don't necessarily need to know, but you need to know. What is it that you fear? And what are some of the things that you think you could never do? And I want you guys to make a list of them. And I want you to choose one to tackle. You don't have to face every fear on that list. But you do need to be aware of them so that they can have less control over you. I don't know if this is where you're going or not. But when I one thing about fear that gets me is um, the knowledge that in most cases I've been fine right you know like I've been afraid and I've screwed things up of course but I've always been able to fix it and every time that I've gone into a situation where I wasn't sure if I could do it or not Mm -hmm. it was fine I was able to do it and it was not as hard as I thought it was going to be and I learned something from it and it was it was fine and so that helps me greet fear as a friend of like oh hey you're back. Okay, what are we going to do this time? Right. And because my experiences have almost always been positive, that when I embraced the fear and said, let's go. I mean, like, we might screw this up. And I guess I'm speaking, like, in the plural, like, it's not really me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like I'm seeing fear coming to me, and I'm greeting it and saying, hello, you're here again. This is what we're going to do and let's go. And it's not me. It's like another thing that I use. And I kind of sometimes I will imagine like putting it in a backpack <laughs> of like, I, you know, like you go in here and zip it up and we go anyway. like Dora the Explorer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, on the whole, the things that I've, I used to be paralyzed by fear that my husband was going to die especially when he drove a motorcycle, mm-hmm. that every time he left, I was really afraid that he wasn't going to come home. But he does come home. And most, I mean, and I've never had the the instance where he hasn't. So my mom eventually convinced me that, like, have you ever actually had that horrible thing happen? No. Right. And so no, some people do have the horrible of thing course. happen. Yeah. But I just, I have to continue Reminding myself that even if the horrible thing happened, I still have the strength within me to deal with that. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, but I have the strength within me to deal with whatever failure or loss happens. 
Well, you skipped ahead. You jumped. <laughs> you jumped. You jumped past past my question. Sorry. So we're going to backtrack for a second. Okay, I'll pretend like I didn't say any of that. <laughs> Do you know anyone who really lets fear be the driver in their life? Hmm. I'm sure I do. I definitely the driver. Do. Okay, tell me about yours. It hurts me every time I am with people like this. These are people who say to me, I could never do that. Yeah. And I know that what they are really saying is I am afraid. Sure. For me, I always try to let love be bigger than fear. Mm-hmm. But I'm a fixer. I'm an empower. I want everyone to be like you can do it and it's really hard for me sometimes to let people conquer their fears on their own timeline I know I can't take away people's fears for them but I would like to help them find some strategies so that they can work on conquering that themselves you just kind of gave us one of your strategies of how you kind of conquer your doubt voice yeah you, you keep it in check in that way um for me it helps me sometimes to get out of the micro level of life. Right. To get out of myself today, this week, this lifetime, mm-hmm. and to think macro. Right. There is a great, you know, Charles Schultz, uh, the Peanuts, Charlie Brown. Right. Lucy and Linus. Mm-hmm. My cats are named after them. Right. <laughs> There's a one of the comic strips where Lucy walks up to Linus, who is dancing and having a great time and he's just shaking it and having so much fun and she says dance 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 don't you ever worry you're never gonna amount to anything (laughs) and linus says 500 years from now who'll know the difference (laughs) (laughs) and that helps me conquer fear the short news cycle helps me conquer fear right as does the idea that everything perishes (laughs) someday heather even Martin Luther King will be forgotten. Even Mozart. Even Shakespeare. Hmm, even Oprah. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You know, there there are people who were amazing thought influencers that we've never heard of. Right. And that leads me to the doomsday clock. Oh, my God. We're going off on a different topic now. We're done. We're done with fear for a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about the doomsday clock. Do you know about the doomsday clock? No. I mean, if you want to talk about fear. So this article I read says a group of people, I don't I don't know if these people are like futurists or scientists or pseudoscientists right. or nut jobs or whatever. I don't know what they are. But every year they get together and they create this little analogy for us to kind of figure out how we're doing as the human race, right? Oh, Lord. They started this back in like the 40s or something, and it is a countdown to midnight. And like, midnight is the apocalypse, the end of days, the end of the world. How long do we have left? Well. <laughs> it's not long, is it? It's always wavered between like 17 minutes and two minutes. What? Yeah. But, From now? Yeah, but a minute is whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure what a minute is. But now, this year, we are 100 seconds from midnight. Which I don't. Is, I can't even process what you're telling me right now. <laughs> right. Which is basically like they're saying, hey, humans, we should maybe try to get it together. Oh, like, we're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> I have fully embraced the fact that we are not going to get it together. So far, so far not. So the doomsdayers believe we're 100 seconds to midnight. Then I started thinking, 
about this other, maybe real, maybe not, I don't know, this other article I saw that says we can see 92 billion light years. That the universe is only 13 billion light years old, but we can see way further than that. And the article explained why, and I totally didn't get it. Wait, backwards or forwards? Both. We can see all the directions, I guess. But I didn't get it. And anyways, but so I thought. This is a question for Jim at NASA. We need. We really need Jim in our lives, don't we? <laughs> but I thought to myself, Yeah. well, 100 seconds or a billion some light years or whatever are still a really long time. And so maybe none of this is my problem. <laughs> Does anybody really know what time it is? Right. Does anybody really care? But then I started thinking, maybe it is my problem. <laughs> because we are on a sci-fi adventure today, right? We're on a sci-fi adventure today. You're, you said this was going to be a yeah. trip through your brain. I, this is all the, I, for some reason, all this weird stuff popped up for me to read this week. And I read it and I go, huh, what? And so today we're going to talk about this. Okay. Um, so what about this crazy theory that someday people are going to be living forever and that maybe we're getting close? To living forever? To living forever. Wait, you just said to we were 100 seconds away from That's the That's from end. doomsday. Oh. But we can live until doomsday, perhaps. And so we, we have to plan for it. We got to plan for this. So if we are getting close to living forever, would you like to live forever, Heather? It depends on who else is living forever. <laughs> also, do I ever have to get my hair cut? Like, that's a lot of haircuts. That's a ton of haircuts. I mean, I already get my hair cut a lot anyway because it's so short. I Immediately, the first thing I thought was, I'd have to get my hair cut a lot. That's really funny that that was your initial thought. <laughs> I love that. I got to tell you, I definitely want to die at some point, like 100%. And I for sure do not want to be in the first group of people who live forever. Probably not. And have all the young people coming to us and thinking we have the answers because this class of humanity, definitely. We don't have the answers. Should not be in no. charge of the future of living forever. Well, you know, my grandmother died recently and I know she was ready to die like three years ago. Mm. You know, she's like, everybody else is dead. I, I'm, I don't, I, I don't can't. have any people left. I don't have anybody left. Yeah. I'm done. I've done all the stuff I want to do. My body's not, you know, like she was not really very mobile. She's like, I'm done. Yeah. And I I, can, I think that you get to a point where you're like, I'm just done here. I think it's only right. Make room for someone new. It's fine. Well, there's that too. Yeah. If we live forever, we're going to have problems pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So then <laughs> I started thinking about evolution. Okay. Turn to the left. <laughs> Look over here now. I, in all of my scientific prowess and knowledge, I've created my own theory of evolution. I'm beginning to understand why you text me at bedtime. <laughs> I would like everyone to know that none of this happened sequentially like it's happening on this show. These are things that like happened throughout the week. I spoke to other people about. I just didn't sit and like wind up like crazy in my head and like be a, be a psychopath. But evolution did come up this week. I've okay. had this evolution theory for a while, actually. Okay. Um, I think perhaps... Humans are not all the same species. Right now, currently, maybe there are different types of humans, and the scientists know it, and they don't want to tell us because they know we will lose our minds and we won't like it. Oh, I think that's probably very, very possible. Mm -hmm. There's stuff that they can't tell us because we will just completely lose mm -hmm. our minds. Evolution is always happening, and we know that. Sure. We know that the first humans weren't humans like us. Right. We know that their brains didn't look like ours, and their bodies didn't look like ours. 
We know that there are multiple kinds of the same thing alive at once. Yeah. Some of them are getting, quote, smarter or evolving in certain ways, and others stay the same, or Mm -hmm. they evolve toward their own useful adaptations in a different direction. Okay, yeah. And we can easily wrap our heads around 100 different varieties of lizards, right? Right. So why do we have such a hard time believing there could be different levels of humans? I wonder what level we're at. I don't know. Hopefully one of the good ones. I hope so. I or think so. why can't we think that humans, well, like we act like we're not developing, that we're not going to break off and become something else. Like something, right. something else has to happen, right? And maybe there are different classifications of humans alive right now. Maybe country boy and finance man have fundamentally different brain structure or like some kind of measurable differences. I'm not touching that one. I'm saying that Chrissy's cursory Google search (laughs) says science doesn't really agree on what to call us or how to break us all up into groups. So they say we are all just people, which I guess is just fine, right? I guess it's fine. I mean, there's a lot of different birds and we call them all just birds, right? You're making a really compelling case. Thank you. Except with the birds, we recognize the differences between them. Right. Even though we call them all birds, we recognize they're not all the same birds. So when we see red birds and when we see blue birds, we call them different things, right? And neither bird gets offended because he was labeled for his differences. And neither red birds or blue birds think they're better or worse than the other birds. They're just different. And they have similarities, but their looks and their mating rituals and their nesting patterns and a lot of things are different. And we can better understand the bird if we better understand that specific kind of bird. You're making things really complicated now. Well, then the monkey bars in my brain started swinging around <laughs> thinking about race and gender it's exactly and nationality. Where I was going. And the whole people are people thing and a whole bunch of other topics that we'll save for another day. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we stop. We're going to save race and all that stuff for another day. Oh, Lord. I will tell you one more science theory that I have before, okay. before we move on here. Okay. Um, I came up with this one in about seventh grade. And I've been, I've been holding on to it strong since then. This is the moment you're going to reveal <laughs> this it? This is the moment I'm going to okay. reveal it. Yeah, because it's sci-fi day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I learned about atoms, right, there's okay. a nucleus, mm-hmm. there's electrons right. and all, I the, never all, really all the stuff. That. Yeah. So I started thinking, well, what if the sun is just a nucleus and we're just one little electron, like on, like one little atom that makes up a pebble in a world way, way, way bigger than this one. Mm-hmm. And people could look at us under a tiny microscope and we're just one tiny, tiny little atom. And all the other things floating around out there are other atoms. Mm-hmm. And we're just this minuscule thing in space. And I told this theory to my science teacher. Mm-hmm. And my science teacher said, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Horton Here's a Who. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's a Twilight Zone episode. I mean, it's something. Yeah. It's something. I don't think you're the only person who's wondered that. I'm going to pause and let you comment if you have any comments on my evolutionary and um, universe theories. (laughs) Got anything to say about all this? Who knows if it's any reasonable science? (laughs) Well, well, I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who wonders those things. (laughs) You know, and yeah, I mean, gosh, that's a whole other show. Yeah, let's continue this. Should we say to be continued? Can we do that? We can probably do that. It's our show. We can do what we want. I will say that then the birds, because we're, we're on the, if you give a mouse a cookie journey here. Uh-huh. Then the birds that I was talking about, the different kinds of birds, reminded me of a poem. Okay. 
And the poem kind of had a little bit to do with the stuff we're talking about today. Okay. And so I decided to read it to you. All right. I also texted it to you earlier in the week. Oh, you did. I loved it. Uh, It's by Mary Oliver. It's called The Summer Day. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean. The one who has flung herself out of the grass. The one who is eating sugar out of my hand. Who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down. Who is gazing with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention. How to fall down into the grass. How to kneel down in the grass. How to be idle and blessed. How to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything at last die and too soon? Tell me what it is you plan to do with your one wild and precious life. I really like that. I really like it too. So once I had thoroughly spun out of control and then read this nice poem and calmed down, I circled back to the fact that indeed people are people when it comes to a few things. And one of those things is that we all have our fears, right? Mm-hmm. Back to fear. I'm bringing it, getting back. We're getting back. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to make sense again. It's, it's getting there. So this week I had my physical, okay. and that involved blood work. Oh, right. Which, by the way, is highly irrational as a fear for me. I have good veins and it could be fine. But emotionally, I'm a wreck when I go through this cross- process. I cry. I uh, have passed out before. It's super, it's bad. Is it that you're afraid of the results or you're afraid of getting stuck with a needle? Uh, it's, I don't want you to take anything from me. It's fine to stick me with a needle. Like if you're putting medicine into me, I don't, right. I don't want you taking things from me. It's all mine and I, I really think I need it. Okay. So yeah, it's just a weird, irrational thing. Um, but I got over my fears and I put on my big girl pants and I went and got it done. And I got a pap smear. Awesome. And I got to talk from the doctor about sexual health and watching my cholesterol and blood pressure and all the foods I'm supposed to eat and stuff. And I thought about, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had a giggle moment when I thought about your doctor. It's like sexual health and watching your cholesterol. <laughs> like those two, I didn't expect you to say my doctor. Next. Actually, I was talking to my doctor about this podcast and I said it was, it was last week when the, um, the, two boyfriends show was coming out right and I said yeah I have two boyfriends blah blah blah, blah. and she's like um <laughs> do we need to have a sexual health discussion <laughs> like, no we're good and I'm like no it's not seventh grade it's pretty cool like I, I got this you know um I thought about how easy it is for me to think that I am healthy now that I am thin mm. and that that's not true uh have you been for your checkup lately Heather um no. You need to continue your to monitor your health <laughs> ongoing. You just assume you're healthy like I did? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to really check myself. <laughs> I had to check my eating habits and my exercise habits. And for me, it's really easy to think that I do the right things because I have done the right things. In the past? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to continue right. to limit your caffeine. You have to continue to run every day. You have to continue to eat your vegetables. You have to continue to take your vitamins. You have to continue to stay sober. That's why they say it's a lifestyle. Right. <laughs> and it's the same with following that good inner voice. 
Yes. You have to continue to follow it. You have to continue to identify the voice of fear and doubt. If you're me, you have to come on the air and say, yep, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that you think I'm ignorant and that you think I'm crazy. But if I don't admit how much I have to learn, how am I ever going to learn it, right? So, you know, Jerry Seinfeld gave us a show about nothing. Right. Right. <laughs> what we've got here today is a show about everything. Right. <laughs> So if you guys want to talk to us about your fears or the Peanuts gang or poetry or science or the end of the world (laughs) or the magic school bus, (laughs) don't be afraid to do that. Visit us online. You can find us at Chrissy and Heather on social media and on the web. C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. What is it again? C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. And Heather. Um. When I looked through that Paolo Coelho book, The Pilgrimage, that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I found a quote in it. Okay. It kind of sums up what I hope people get out of our show. Okay. And it's ending with a quote, which I was you like, know I love. this is the Heather way, but yes. today it's going to be the Chrissy way. It's going to be great. So I'm going to give you guys a quote to end our show today. Okay. You have your own way of living your life of dealing with problems, and of winning. Teaching is only demonstrating it is possible. Learning is making it possible for yourself. And so I really sincerely hope that if you are a person who lets fear rule you, that if we can teach you one thing, it's to take a step away from that. All right, Magic School Bus is pulled in. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Frizzell is Miss Frizzle, whatever her name is. She's happy to release us now. We're done. (laughs) Have a wild, wonderful week. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that. (laughs) Wow. I need some time. (laughs) We'll give Heather a moment to process and we'll talk with you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with the Chrissy and Heather show on Facebook and Instagram.